episode 1061. Holy cow. And it's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. And joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin. No, wait, she's not in Austin. Where are you today, hey, Jamie? I'm in Lubbock, Texas. In Lubbock, Texas. Author, speaker, podcaster, world traveler. World traveler, Jamie Ivey. Ooh. Hey, guys. And from Nashville, Tennessee, our very own downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. Derek is out on his world tour uh, listening party thing that he's doing. I'm going to see him this weekend. He's going to be driving from West Palm Beach to Jacksonville, which doesn't go through Orlando, but we're going to intercept each other. I'm going to be able to hang out with him. So that's cool. Nice. But yeah, maybe we'll meet at the Bucky's uh, over there. I'm drinking out of a Bucky's mug and they're making fun of me. It's a hot pink little tiny Bucky's mug. It, the hot pink part is not the issue. It's the fact that when you hold it, it looks like you're holding my two-year-old niece's teacup set. <laughs> it's a little, it's, so tiny. it's a little tiny Bucky's mug. I don't know why I bought it this size. They had bigger ones. I don't know well, why I got a little ten ouncer. But the other <laughs> thing too is you're presuming that we all just know what Bucky's is. Uh, it's, <laughs> hey, listen, a, if you've road tripped anywhere from Texas east, you know what Bucky's is. It's a huge travel stop gas station slash walmart slash restaurant thing it, it's from yeah, texas you can get anything it's the most magical place on earth yeah so the real most magical place on earth <laughs> yeah it's true it's pretty great and then once you've discovered a bucky's anytime that's now where you're stopping the entire road trip is like you're going to find the next bucky's it's fantastic the world's best bathrooms. The world's best bathrooms. I'm that not is true. no joke. Incredible. That is true. Famous for them. It's like mm-hmm. a private suite to go to the bathroom <laughs> in. Well, that, that's the thing. Flyover country like truck stops are fascinating places to me because I, I don't I'm like I'm not aware of all the rules, but there clearly is some sort of rules and hierarchies. You know, because there's always like five truckers just kind of wandering around with like a barbecue sandwich in their hand, and they also have like shower stalls. The showers yeah. kind of gross me out and creep me out a little bit. And like a weird electronic yeah. section yeah. of this truck stop. Yeah. Like because well, they gotta entertain themselves. They gotta they gotta entertain themselves. They're stuck in the truck all day. They so, need to buy a little TV. Jesse, you, know? you would love Bucky's because you can also buy furniture. You can mm-hmm. buy um clothing. You could get a new you grill. A grill. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah. as well as a barbecue sandwich. Yes. So as, it as really well has as everything. Caramel popcorn. Yeah. Yes. It's everything. Yeah. Yeah. You could get a swimsuit. Various jerkied meats, I assume. Yes, you could get a sign for your house that says, in this house, we will obey the Lord. Yeah, All the the live, laugh, love stuff is a whole section over there. They basically have a home goods on one side. Across (laughs) from the home goods is the Yellowstone merch section, you know, because they love (laughs) the Dutton family ranch at the Bucky's. You know what I'm saying? That's a big deal in that world. Yeah. So, but what you're describing is essentially like a physical sky mall almost. Like where all the, the, the like sort of a redneck, redneck sky mall. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's, it's highway sky mall. It's, well, no, because sky, sky. Wait, it's not sky I mean, mall. It's road mall. You're talking about a land sky mall. That's just a mall. Fair like. point. Fair point. But sky mall specialized in like novelty shirts. Like they were more like Lord of the Rings memorabilia. And it sounded like we're more talking Yellowstone memorabilia. 
yeah. uh, at these, but, but, but like odd electronics, I'm sure you could buy like a hoverboard at one of these Bucky's for some reason. Like if you're just on the road and just like, ah, I've been meaning to pick one of these. Yeah. Up. Yeah. You know, I don't have yeah. to venture into town. I can just get this and then get a, uh, you know, a bucket of fried chicken. Um, <laughs> to I me, feel like it's like an ahead. upscale flea market, you know, where you just walk around going, I never knew I needed mm-hmm. this. Look at this. I need this today. And you're like, I didn't know I was going to buy this thing for my house and this whole set of napkins to take with me on this vacation yeah. that I might need. You know, it's just like, I didn't know I it's needed it. Yes. Okay. Here's the other, since we're on the topic of whatever, we're, whatever it is we are talking about. <laughs> Bucky's. Right yeah. You guys ever go by a tr- like stop over at like a rest stop. Okay. Like I'm talking side of the highway. They have a pull in, yeah. pull out bathroom, vending machine type of situation. You know, those angled parking, you know, spaces. You ever pass by, go into some, and they have like a like just a built in the ground barbecue grill, like a charcoal grill that you can like buy mm-hmm. a picnic table. Yeah. Who on their road trip, okay, <laughs> is pulling into one of these truck stops? It's 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 literally designed for you to use the restroom as quickly as possible and leave. Yeah. Right? Maybe mm-hmm. they have like a visitor center with some brochures if it's right over a state line. But I mean, even the way that the parking spots are angled are designed to get you in and out. Who's pulling over? It has all the fixings for a barbecue, including charcoal and like lighter <laughs> fluid. And like, all right, guys, I think we were just going to let you guys run out and, and hit the vending machines, and use the restroom. But we're going to do a full on barbecue right here on the side of the interstate. <laughs> Who is using those grills? I feel I, like this seems like like a, a 1982 family road trip. And yeah. the mom's packing sandwiches and mayonnaise. And the dad's like, uh-huh. how about on the second road stop? I grill us some some sausage on the yeah. way. But, but, yeah, but what you're assuming. But what you're assuming is on this road trip, he has packed a cooler that will keep meats preserved for hours and hours and hours. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, instead of like going to like a state park or something to enjoy dinner, (laughs) they are pulling off at a at a at a at a roadside rest stop Mm -hmm. just on on a, a random strip of interstate. And he is unpacking the grill and they're just doing the barbecue right there. It just. I don't know. There's something about those that have always just bothered me a little. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Bucky's was smart because they put Tesla chargers at all the Bucky's. So basically, that's where we Mm -hmm. would always stop for our road trip was at the charger. You leave it for 15 minutes and you go in and avail yourself of all the Bucky's luxuries. It was quite nice. It made it a very good road trip. Go Bucky's. Go, go buy stuff. I have. We were about to leave, and I had bought some snacks and stuff. And and Cohen was like, "I need a cup." And I was like, "Oh, here's here's some money. Go run in and buy yourself a cup." And he comes back out with a set of Bucky's wine goblets. So I have a set of wine goblets in my house with this beaver face on him. Wow. I was like, "Why'd you buy wine glasses?" He's like, "They were the only glasses I saw or cups I saw." It's like, "Okay, buddy. Well, these are for wine. And if we get pulled over, they're they're not going to think that's diet sprite in the wine goblets." Goblet, buddy like you know for some reason drinking <laughs> drinking wine out of a bucky's wine glass seems like even a step below drinking wine out of like a dixie cup like, yeah. it, it, is, it, it is it is life has hit rock bottom yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. the, but what, what was if someone's like what was your rock bottom moment i was one night i was having boxed wine out of bucky's wine glasses on the side and of a road at a rest stop <laughs> yeah. my, my dad yeah, my dad was grilling yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rock bottom. Oh, where was he grilling? Just right off I thirty five. It yeah, was just. Yeah. Oh, you know the rest stop about mile forty two over, over the state line. Right there, right there. Yeah, I mean it's very close proximity to the bathrooms that hundreds of people are using an hour. But you know, 
it's open air. So oh. quick in and out barbecue. <laughs> Cameron, when you went to Bucky's or at the any of times you've gone to Bucky's, have you taken a picture with the like six foot tall beavers? Or uh, Bucky's beaver? Not me, but uh, but there I do have a picture of Cohen okay, with good. the Bucky beaver. Uh, it's like a tourist destination. Yeah. It's such a tourist destination. Yes. Yeah. Jesse, outside of every Bucky's, there's this like, I think it's supposed to be golden, honestly, but it's kind of rusted over time. But there's just this massive statue of Bucky's the beaver, um, and it's like taller than me, and I'm five eight, so it's it's pretty tall. Yeah. Kind of terrifying. It's buck teeth. I, I yep. wonder how often those get stolen. Like, I feel like that'd be a pretty hot item. <laughs> like, if, like, if you, if I was in college and in, in, in a region that Bucky's was prominent, I guarantee you that would have been the trophy of trophies to have a, a <laughs> Bucky Beaver in the dorms. The so, massive Bucky not, Beaver. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to Josh Holiday from Elevation Rhythm, uh, the next gen group from Elevation Worship. Don't want to miss that. We also have your feedback at the end of the show and stay tuned right now. Up next, it's Relevant Buzz. Listening to Gus Dapperton. The song is Horizons. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Relevant Buzz. All right, Emily, tell us what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture this week. Um, okay, the first thing I want to talk about is this very exciting uh, news. A church in Vancouver is launching the very first mission trip into the metaverse. What? Hmm. <laughs> I I love it. I love I love how just like the air just dropped. Like we're all just like what? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, the metaverse. So the, hey, you can sign so I, up. You can sign up and go on a mission trip to the metaverse, kids. Okay, we need to hear so much more about this. Yeah. Yeah. So River City Church, which is based in Vancouver, announced that they will embark on the first ever mission trip to the metaverse. Um by, you know, they just see this technology as a way for the church to, quote, step into a new frontier. Um, and so they have announced that they will be leading a mission trip uh, this August. Uh, in order to go, you'll need to watch some pre-recorded on-demand missions training videos. Um, and then you just commit to spending five to ten hours a week in the metaverse being, quote, intentional in spreading the gospel. So you just go like you have your avatar, you have your VR headset on, you go out into the metaverse and 
evangelize. Hey, uh, Emily, how much does this mission trip cost? Oh, yes. So it is $500. However, <laughs> if you Wait, already you, ha- what are you paying for? If you already have a VR headset, it's only $150. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Again, I still don't know what the 150 goes to. The like paying for the VR headset, I'm with you on. Then the additional 150, a bit vague, but the youth pastor has to make a living somehow, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. I, I I have a lot of of questions here. Good. Yeah. Like, well, first off. The metaverse is still a thing. Like <laughs> no, I thought they pulled the plug on that. I wasn't Everybody even aware. Plug on I got to be honest. I I didn't even wasn't fair aware it formally launched at any point. Like Dude. I saw the videos and <clears throat> I knew like you know it was like the, the, the Zuckerberg was touting it as the future. But I was like, there's this is already up. Like people are already metaversing, and then no. all of a sudden it's like nah, the, the metaverse didn't really work. So I, one is just the surprise that there are there are people in the metaverse to evangelize. But isn't the other thing with missions work is that you're reaching people who are unreached, not just people who are on a random tech platform. Like, isn't that kind of the idea of missions? Well, work? I mean, that th- they take mission trips to New York City on spring break and different places, too. Yeah. I mean. So it's just intercepting. It's just, it's just we want to annoy people wherever they are, is the thing. Is we just want to walk up to you and evangelize you, whether you want it or not. Are they going to do like human video skits in the metaverse? That's what I'm wondering. I want to see the little wee, wee moji looking Jesus figure getting crucified and then the fight of good and evil. And uh, oh my yeah, gosh. let's do some human videos. Let's do some human videos in the metaverse. But to your point, Jesse, and it's just like the church is like three years too late. Like it's just like, what, who thought this was a good idea? You know, this is yeah. like, this isn't a thing. So anyway, are they yeah. saying, Emily, is it more kind of like they're kind of coming from it with like, okay, we already know our kids are, you know, here doing things on the internet like that. So let's just equip them to do things better. Is this what's happening? Well, kids doing things on the internet, you know, maybe that's why they need Jesus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think it's just someone is probably on staff is really hoping the metaverse takes off. And so they're just like, <laughs> if we get mission trips going, more people will want to join okay. it. Um, I think they probably have like a personal vested interest in the metaverse being successful. Oh, see, so you, oh, you think somebody, okay, <laughs> oh, there's some tech entrepreneurs that go to that church and they're yeah. like, we need, we need to boost the user data of our, yeah, okay, I got okay. you. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm trying to think what my reaction would be if I was in the metaverse with my <laughs> Oculus on. Wandering around, minding my own business, which I, I again, not clear what you even do in the metaverse. <laughs> you know what I mean? The value proposition. All I know is you could have like very elaborate conference calls. Like that was seemed to be the pitch yeah. for, from Zuckerberg. Is like, oh, cool, I can see a little, you know, footless avatar of you while instead of just looking at you on a Zoom screen like a normal human. But like, if I'm in a conference call and there's someone just wandering by <laughs> asking me about. My relationship with Jesus, even though I'm, I I sub- obviously support that cause, I might be. Can't you see we're having a business meeting here? This is the metaverse. This is what we do. Who invited you? How did you even get here? How did you find us? It would also be so easy to just like drop that conversation because you know, like when you're out on a mission trip, like this sounds bad to say, but you can kind of corner someone into having a conversation about Jesus. If someone tries to corner me having a conversation about Jesus, I'm just taking the headset off and we're calling it a night. Like it's very easy to just drop the call in the metaverse, I feel. 
Well, okay. So, so let's 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 take off our cynical hat, which is completely okay. justified, and think about the fact that you know their heart and their thought process is there's probably a lot of lonely people who are having to do VR for human connection and they are hurting. And so, why don't we be in that space where they are? And if we can organically talk to them about Jesus and stuff like that, it could impact their actual life. That you know, non cynical take. I can see why they would want to do this cynical take this is stupid so there you go oh, God. <laughs> i was very cynical <laughs> all right what else we got going on um some interesting uh news uh super mario brothers is now the biggest movie of the year have you guys seen it yet no i, I, I didn't even yeah. know there was a super mario brothers movie out <laughs> i am it's lame. huge Chris wow. Pratt is Mario. So this has been highly controversial oh, because okay. they cast Chris I didn't know Pratt this. We talked about as it. Mario. Yeah, At my yeah, table, yeah. my dinner, my kids talked about it. Yes, we talked about it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. carry on. I do know. This was a dinner conversation the other night. <laughs> so so we thought when we heard about this, like, oh man, this is going to be problematic. This is going to be poorly done. Da, da, da. And then lo and behold, it makes $600 million its opening week. And then it's like on its way to a billion right now. And it's the biggest movie of the year. Global phenomenon. I took Cohen on Sunday afternoon, had had to check five different movie theaters to find a seat. Wow. Like it was so packed. This is two weeks in. It's crazy. I mean, and at the end of the movie, like packed, packed theater Sunday afternoon and the theater erupts in applause when the credits rolled. I, I, I was like, what is going on? Really? The Mario Brothers is a huge hit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's having it's having a moment. And what's interesting is around the same time, uh, the Library of Congress has decided that the Super Mario Brothers theme song is also super important. And they have officially inducted it into the National Recording Registry. Um, and so it's the first video game theme song to be inducted. So this means that, you know, for the rest of history, it will be preserved forever so that future generations, they'll know that the Super Mario Brothers theme song was super important. Crazy. Wow. And people in our age, like you hear that song and you're just like taken back to like summer break. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is just, <laughs> that was the, that was what we did. Mm hmm. And it's apparently an important work of art and having a moment. So yeah, I can't believe it's going to pass a billion dollars. Like that is wild to me. Like that's so much. That money. is crazy. One thing that was interesting to me was that Chris Pratt actually did a good job, <laughs> like the voice wise. They did a good job explaining why he didn't have an over the top Italian accent and stuff. So it's like, okay, all right, we, we're okay with Chris Pratt now. All right. So just everybody calm down about the bad casting. He did a good job. So I, I don't, one, I don't know why people are all been out of shape in the first place. Like, I, you know, because I feel of like cultural Pratt appropriation stuff, man. They're like, well, why don't you cast a real Italian to play the Italian? That's why. Same reason why well, they're upset about the Moana or whatever, Moana. the Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch. I feel, I feel, but, but yeah. the, the, the thing is though, the, like if you know the Mario origin story, you know, it, it's a, Mario as an institution is cultural appropriation. It's not like Italians made it. The reason Mario <laughs> has a mustache. It's true. Yeah. The reason Mario has, a, Mario and Luigi have mustaches. The reason they're Italian in the first place is because pixel animation at, at the time of its release was not up at to, up to the place where they could do detailed faces, right? So in order to get around it, they if you look at the early renderings of Mario with pixels, they put in mustaches so you could distinguish the nose from the mouth. It was the only way to do it with the pixels available. Oh. And so then they just reverse engineer. They're like, 
well, why do they have these mustaches? They're like, well, maybe they're Italian. But the reality <laughs> is they had nothing. To but why do mustaches make you Italian? I, I think they they were just trying to figure out a way to make the animation work. Okay. And so, but but it was Japanese animators. It wasn't like it wasn't. We're not talking about like some famous like winery in Italy that was swooped in and appropriated for international profit. We're talking about Japanese, you know pixel animators in the 1980s that slapped a mustache on two of the characters they created and called them Italian because they couldn't draw better. Like, that's the reality. Anyway, but as I was, that's, I'm going to stop ranting about that. But the, uh, but the thing about the Chris Pratt thing was like, one, I did, I, Cameron, I'm with you. I think you did a good job. But I also think some of these animated movies, they could just hire like random voice actors, you know? And yeah. I, because if celebrities. I didn't, if I wasn't told that Mario and Luigi were Chris Pratt and Charlie Day, two actors who I've consumed a tremendous amount of their content, I don't even know. I don't yeah, if, if I, I was in the theater known. and didn't know it was Charlie Day and Chris Pratt. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen was great. Yeah. Yeah. Because he laughed as Donkey Kong. But but Jack Black was Bowser and I could not place that voice. Like he didn't sound anything like Jack Black. Though he did great. The Peaches song. Yeah. It was was a great I've heard um, that might be nominated for like a a Grammy or an Oscar or something? No the song way. Peaches? Yeah. As it wow. should be. As I think it it's maybe like be. best original song at the Oscars or something. I mean, <laughs> like at, when we were leaving, like Cohen, I mean, Cohen's like, yeah, it was okay. I think he's a little too old for it, you know? And, but he's like, but I really like that song that, that Bowser sang, you know? I'm like, he's like, Jack Black did a great job. And I'm like, that's my son's review of the Mario movie is that he really liked the song. So yeah, she I haven't some seen the movie and I don't know if you can do this without spoiling, but under what context does Bowser need to sing a song about peaches? He's in love with Peaches and he's professing his love for her and he's trying to get her to marry him. So he's oh, at the Princess piano yeah. singing a love song <laughs> about Princess Peach. Yeah. He thought it was like Georgia Peaches. Yeah, I yeah. really thought it was the fruit. And yeah, I was it was like, him and Justin I, Bieber talking about I get my, my peaches from Georgia. Uh, uh, was like, I get my weed from California. It was a great song. <laughs> if Justin great. Bieber made a cameo in the Super Mario Brothers movie, that would be... I don't know. Well, he could have. He could have. I. That, you know, that's, okay. that's the thing. Jesse, you do have a good point, though, because like yeah. when I go see like the times that I've seen an animated movie, it's never been. Oh, I can't wait to hear so and so's voice. It's like, no, I'm interested in like the general story or something. Like there's never been a movie that it's like I didn't want to see it. But then I found out. Yeah. Chris Pratt was doing the voice. So now I have to see it. It's like. It's just interesting. And, and the reason isn't because they're like, man, you know, Charlie Day. I, well, one, I do think he has a funny voice, but like they're, they, they're not they're not like, man, he will do better than a seasoned voiceover actor who, do, who does like video games or audio books or, or things. They do it because when the movie comes out, there's a publicity cycle and they go on late yeah, shows and true. they post on Instagram and they post, you know. Chris Pratt will post on his IG stories of him getting ready for a premiere to, to drum up buzz. I, I'm saying it, it's not an ineffective strategy. I'm, I'm just saying, like, as a viewer, you're not even really aware who these voices are. And honestly, there's not even that much dialogue in the movie. It's the dialogue sets up a it just sets up chase scene like. There's the, the side scroll scene. There's a Mario Kart scene. There's a Super Smash Brothers scene. All the dialogue does is to serve up the next action scene, you know? So you, you could have just gotten randos. To do uh, it, did you, you know? uh, do you fall asleep at all during it? I did. 
Did you? No, well, it's only, it was barely ninety minutes. I know. Like, I got, it was I got, like one. I got a tight fifteen minute nap in there. It was a, a tight fifteen. It was great. By the time my chicken tenders, I only go to cinema cafes now. That's just my thing. I'm not going back to regular theaters after you've tasted the fruit of how those That's recliners right. and, oh, yeah. and hot food. But by the time my chicken fingers came and I reclined for a minute, th- th- you know, they're storming Bowser's castle. Like it's almost <laughs> over. <laughs> yep. All right. What else we got? Uh, the last thing that I want to share is uh, the national. They have an album coming out next week um, called the pages of Frankenstein, which we're really excited about. So if you're over 35, this is very exciting news. Uh, <laughs> listeners, if you're over I, 35. I'm under 35 and I'm excited. I like the national. Um, National's amazing. They were on our cover years ago. Yeah. We, we love the national. Yeah. Um, sorry, I got the album name wrong. The album is called First Two Pages of Frankenstein. Very specific. Um, but they released um, a new single uh, this past week, and we have a clip of it. It's called Your Mind Is Not Your Friend, which also features Phoebe Bridgers. That is I fell asleep in that. I was going to say, did you Mario fall asleep movie. in that? If you didn't in the Mario movie, I've seen the national Jesse, you have too. seen them in concert yeah. several times. And the thing that is so mesmerizing about him as he performs is that he starts out the concert with a full liquor bottle and he ends the concert with an empty liquor bottle. Wow. And you can see how his performance adjusts throughout the evening. Does like he'll end up in worse? the crowd at one point. No, like he just gets like, crazier and looser like he literally will just go into the crowd and sing walking around and he's not like crowd surfing or doing anything crazy he just gets off the stage and wanders around and like and like all of a sudden the dude from the national is like singing a foot from your face you know and like but he is just out of his mind blitzed at that point you know and he just wanders back but yeah no it's a fun show i just yeah now i know. gotta go see the national yeah. 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 Well, I mean, the 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 couple songs that uh, you know, Matt the, the frontman did with Taylor Swift are bangers a couple mm-hmm. years ago on uh what what was that uh album called? The uh the song's called Renegade. Uh yeah. but wasn't it with Bon Iver too? Yeah, Bon Iver and um Was it Aaron Dessner? Well, yeah. Or was yep, it Matt? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Aaron Dessner. Yeah. yeah. Which Aaron Dessner and Taylor Swift just played a song together uh at Taylor's concert. It's beautiful. I was wondering how we were going to get from the national to you talking about Taylor Swift. You knew it but was you did it only up. in you did straight, it in two steps. I was pretty it was impressed. A straight, it was a straight line, man. I could have yep. done it in one, but I wanted to kind of ease us into it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you brought the national clip so you could reference a little I bit just of Taylor wanted to talk Swift about on the Taylor podcast. Swift, actually, yeah. Got it. All right. Well, there's a lot more where that came from. Check out relevantmagazine.com every day where we're covering the intersection of faith, life, and culture. Um, There's a lot more. Follow us on the socials too. Okay. That'll do it for Relevant Buzz. Stay tuned. Up next, we talk to Josh Holliday from Elevation Rhythm.
You're listening to Mia Follick. The song is so clear. Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad-free. You get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives. Our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, Check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Well, our guest today is Josh Holiday. He's part of Elevation Rhythm, the next-gen worship collective from Elevation Church. They recently released their second album. It's called This Is The Gospel. So Josh sat down with Emily to tell us about the inspiration behind the album and how rhythm is encouraging the younger generation to focus on God's truth. Here's our conversation with Josh Holiday. I'm really excited to talk with you um, about Elevation Rhythm's uh, new project, This is the Gospel. Um, I think a good place to start would be, what was the heart or inspiration behind this project? Our um, last album, Growing Pains, was was our first album, obviously, and we kind of like touched on a lot of different subjects, but we really wanted to, um, with that album, kind of we, we kind of talked a lot about emotions um, and applied truth to those emotions that we knew that our youth were feeling at our church. And in this album, we kind of wanted to switch it and start with the truth um, and really be, make a truth-focused project. Um, and just for us as a team and as a um, ministry, we're new and we, we I felt like we needed to have a project that really... Um, proclaim the truth that we believe uh we're not ashamed of the gospel we believe in jesus christ we believe in salvation like we believe in all these things and i wanted that to be known publicly said out loud so um people know that's who we are first and foremost before we do another song i wanted people to know that like this is the god that we believe in this is christ is the center of everything that we do and this is the good news and this is the gospel and so that was the whole purpose of the album and it's cool because our youth are in the same space like they just want to know truth foundational truths like they're building their faith right now and so it's good for them to build their faith on the on truth and have a strong foundation of that and we everyone kind of says you know like oh we're the voice of the next generation and we're the, it was like it's important that you really give them um foundational um and practical things as well not just kind of like like give them the vibes <laughs> Um, because these are the things they're building right now. And so we know our youth are also building and we want to make sure that what they're building on is, is uh, the gospel. This might be a big question, but what is a message that the next generation really needs to hear? Um... I think that they need to hear that they're loved. Um, I think that there's a there's an identity crisis that that happens with our with this now the now generation of of um, instant now like fame looks different than it looked ten years ago. Before fame was it's almost like a little bit unachievable. It's like oh, that to be famous you got to be on a TV and who knows how you, I don't even know how to get on TV when I was a kid. Right. Like, and so now like the TV 
the TV has become the phone. And the phone, like getting on the phone is just as simple as uploading something and people are like instantly responding to whatever you're like you. They're responding to you. They're responding to your day, whether it's positive or negative. I think that there's just so much, um, so many other things that are really shaping uh, their identity. And there's a, there's a very, um, I think there's a need for people to know how, how Christ sees them. Like the next generation is to know how Jesus sees them. Um, because it's, it's going to be, it's going to be hard sometimes. Like it's going to be hard to, it's going to be confusing when you're growing up with like, Oh, like, I don't know. And I feel like that's every generation we talk about, Oh, identity and like knowing that, but it's, it's, it's and it's true. And in, the, in 10 years from now, it's going to probably gonna be the same thing, but I feel like maybe that's the, that's the um, struggle that you go through as you're going from 15 to 21. Um, and they just, we just need to be just as loud with the truth as we're, as the world is loud with, with all the lies. I put my trust in the Lord. I won't let fear keep me on the shores. May I venture out into well, I know the the, uh, the project just came out last week, but I am always curious, like, what is next for Elevation Rhythm? Do y'all have any plans? Oh, yes. We're not stopping. <laughs> we, it's, we, I mean, we're working on like three different projects right now. Y'all are um, really busy. <laughs> our, the thing about, yeah, the thing about our church is like our pastor in like Elevation Worship, like they're, they've set the pace, like they set the, it's like to be like in the same, um, in the same ecosystem as them it's just like their energy and like how they're always writing and like sunday mornings it's just like our church is just like we love writing songs um and so i'm i'm right there next to them like yeah we're writing songs too and <laughs> and so we have like um we're gonna do um some songs that we have our yearly big conference our youth conference called youth x and that's literally our favorite time of the year it's like it's the craziest thing ever and so 4,000 kids that come together and we just have like church for three days. And so we're probably going to record some songs there. We're also working on another project that's going to be a little bit more, um, I don't know, a little bit more chill. I think we're still discovering who rhythm is. Like to answer like what is rhythm, who's rhythm. Every time we do a project, that's that's another answer. It's like, yeah, we're also this. Oh, we're also that. Oh, we're also this. And so... We're, the reason why we're like continuing to write and continue to put out songs is because we're just kind of, I feel like God's just unraveling um, something within rhythm. And so we don't want to, we don't want to put ourselves in a box before God has put us in, in a box. And so we're not trying to rush putting ourselves in a box. And so we might do like a more singer songwriter like almost like a, like a, kind of like a Phoebe Bridgers, Liz McCap, like that kind of style. Uh, okay. We have like some songs like that, which is kind of left field from This Is The Gospel. Yeah, a, a bit different for sure. <laughs> but yeah, but like a root, something like that. And then um, we have uh, um, our youth ex, like our conference, that's more like high energy, youth, crazy youth conference music. So stuff like that, we're still like just, we're still, like I said, we're still just kind of learning who, who rhythm is as we go.
That was Josh Holiday from Elevation Rhythm. Make sure to check out their new album. It's called This Is The Gospel. Stay tuned up next. It's your feedback. You're listening to Ray Lynn and Judah. The song is Somebody Else. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, last week we were talking about how The Little Mermaid, the live remake, uh, they announced that they are going to be updating the lyrics on a couple of the songs because they were a little bit rapey. And uh, we got us thinking about... Just a little. It was fringe rapey. It was, uh, you know, they're, they're going to update so it. so terrible. Rapey. Yeah, it's terrible. Ugh, That's what it I'm is. saying. It is. Cringe. Yeah. They're going to be updating it to emphasize consent. Let's just yes. say that. Yes. So it got us thinking about old entertainment, old stuff that probably through the eyes of 2023, maybe is a little bit more problematic than we realized at the time. Um so we asked you, what are some other things? Or like Mindy Kaling said that The Office couldn't be made today and some different things like that. So what are some other movie shows, songs that haven't aged so well over the years? You guys hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. And here's a few of our favorite replies. Well, Adam Davis says Saved by the Bell. And uh, Why? I haven't watched Saved by the Bell in a while. But, you know, the points he brings up, you know, I, I think are fair. He says that one, there's nerd shaming. <laughs> I like that that's the first one he has a problem I with. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, the entire there's a character based on just being a nerd that True. is just a, a, a sponge for humili for yeah humiliation. I mean, he is shamed repeatedly. It's not clear why they even hang out with him. Like you know, why Screech is even part of this group of very attractive uh, high schoolers who appear to be in their 20s at the time. Um, why are they letting uh, him come around? But he also said there's body shaming, bully glorifying, and he says that Zach Morris was a total sociopath. And this is where, you know, I do feel like at the very least was a narcissist, Zach Morris, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But he also he also notes this, where you can tell Adam has thought about this a lot. He's lost a lot of night's sleep <laughs> thinking about old episodes. Because he says, also, when Zach did graduate, the names weren't announced in alphabetical order, so he could be the last one. What kind of school district was Bayside in? Fair point. You know, um, I've never thought about it in that much detail. Um, but, but maybe uh, they yeah, were going I, alphabetical with the first name. Oh, Zach. I mean, it's... 
Yeah, but you know, but she Aaron has to go back and look first. at the the rest of the Andy list. A- Andy was second. We, we have was to first. watch Andy the episode to yeah. determine. You know, the, yeah, to, Emily, to your point, where were the others announced in relation to Zach? You know, I, I think they were announced in relation. Oh my gosh! In relation to the relationship with Mister Building, I think that's how they were okay announced. Yeah. You know? Well, the, the other thing too, a lot of people neglect to remember is Jamie. You said you're. Are you? Would you say that you're a, a Say by the Bell aficionado? I don't know that I'd go that far, but I do remember as a child watching it a lot. Okay. Do you remember in the early seasons, particularly when it was like Good Morning, Miss Bliss, before it was <laughs> Saved by the Bell? Mm-hmm. Oh. And I Zach don't. Morris had the power to pause time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Early. Yes. Do you remember that? It only yes. lasted for like three or four episodes, it feels Ooh, like. And then they were like, this is weird. <laughs> because, no, no, no. Listen, it was in the 80s, Emily. It, it, like Saturday morning, like kids sitcoms. There was one where like this little girl in this family, she actually was an alien and she would talk to her home planet on this little glowing cube and she could pause time, right? She could pause time. And like you had Alf and you had other things where like Uh this like sitcom with sci-fi elements. And so this started in like 88, 89 on that, you know, coming out of that era of sitcom. And so they wanted Zach to have the ability to pause everything and talk to the camera. Like he would talk to the audience. Like he would, everybody would pause and he'd be like, all right, well, I can't believe my teacher just did that. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and then uh-huh. they would resume, you know, whatever, but he could pause time. And then they're realizing this is really stupid. And they yeah. just, it went away. Like they never acknowledged that it went away. Right. I mean, there's just like, he just stopped pausing time but about episode I five. The time stopping, the thing that was cool about it to me wasn't even the time stopping. It's that you felt for a split moment that Zach was talking just to you. I mean, right. he, he was like looking wall. into, yeah. he did. And I was like, oh, okay. Yes. I see what you, yeah. I see what's bothering you, Zach. That's your friend. <laughs> you know what he's going through. Yes. But, but there, there were so many other plot devices we could have had that, that wouldn't have broken. Re- like we could have just like, had like a voiceover as he's writing in his journal or if, if, if there's other <laughs> means to deliver exposition other than I'm going to snap my fingers. What was that TikTok challenge everyone did a while ago where everyone would like pause uh-huh. and kind of mannequin um, challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then, then have the entire set do a mannequin challenge. So Zach can look at the camera, <laughs> explain to you the plot of the episode in yep. case you missed it. Yeah. You know, like, all right, well now I got to go to detention after school, which means I'm going to miss the big game. That's and it's like we got it we just saw the first 10 minutes okay the, the first act was well established we know the conflict I know this is for children but you don't need to spell it out like that especially if the means of spelling it out oh is some gosh. sort of sci-fi superpower twist uh, oh true. my gosh it's true and, it, and I, why did they stop like when did they stop and that's my thing is like it's like he had this superpower and they never acknowledged it after well, the first and, and, 10 and episodes. And the thing is, did he maintain the superpower? Right, could he do saying. it to the end? Was he doing it just off camera? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was he like, doing it whole... to get away with stuff? I'm going to pause time and sneak out of the house and like whatever. <laughs> and we just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Did, I mean. did he pause time, take the graduation list and scratch his name out and write it the last one? We don't know. <laughs> Maybe it would plug a lot of holes. If, they, if, if You know, and the filmmakers are like, oh, yeah, you know, he, he totally had that power the whole time. We just felt like the show was more interesting if we kept that off camera but we presume the audience knew he was pausing time at will you know (laughs) yeah well there you go (laughs) say by the bell all right are there any others let's see Uh, so there's actually one that i wanted to mention it wasn't um from feedback but i've been watching this tiktok series because this guy has been re-watching seventh heaven and he's been recapping all of the like 
insane oh. storylines in Seventh Heaven, which I remember watching it when I was younger, but it was I was a little bit past my time, so it was kind of out of it. But there were some very unhinged storylines on Seventh Heaven. I, don't I never watched Seventh Heaven. I want to hear some examples. Yeah, so, okay. I never watched it because it was just like generic safe for the family, like yeah. Hallmark movie level television well, that like all the Christian families could gather around because it was a pastor family. And yeah. so like, it was like the one sitcom show drama that like Christians were saying, Hey, they represent our values. Yeah. So, well, okay, but I so, never watched it because of that. So there was one episode, he basically does like a video per episode. Um, so there was one where uh, the, the pastor's sister came in town. Um, turns out she has an alcohol alcohol problem um and so to address it wait, wait, they lock her alcoholic in a room or yeah she's okay. an alcoholic um okay. so and like she's like trying to get the kids to like sneak her alcohol and stuff and so he helps her by locking her in a room for days and she wow. like begs the kids to let her out and they're like no we're helping you and then finally like she comes to the lord and is like you're right i don't need alcohol i need jesus and like which it just like the way that it's like you have to see like she like throughout the episode she just looks more and more like disheveled because she's not allowed to like leave this room because she's being kept prisoner it's just like you a whole what? thing this is a great evangelism strategy for the metaverse mission trip like <laughs> trap players into a level where they can't get out and you're like i will let you out once you accept jesus christ as your lord and savior you know like i like this idea of confining people that's good. What could possibly go wrong? What could go wrong? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, watch Seventh Heaven and you'll see. <laughs> what else? Like, do another one. I want another one. Um, there's one where, like, the dynamic between the siblings is really weird. Like, one of the daughters, uh, she, like, goes to the brother to ask for advice on, like, intimacy and, like, kissing and stuff like that, which is just just an odd conversation to have with your brother. Um, it just... It's you just need to watch it. Like it's so hard to. And then he was like, "Here, here, I can't really describe it. Let me show you. Let me just show you." What uh, I'm I mean, about. yeah, like oh, it kind of gets to that no. level almost. Where no. Real? No, 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 it doesn't no, really no, do that, no. does it? No, 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 no. no. I'm joking. <laughs> but it like borderline gets like, you. Like you watching it, and you're like, "Are they like this is getting into weird territory?" Um, it's very unhinged, and again, like. I remember it for like, oh, it had the Christian values and stuff. And I'm like, are these the I'm Christian you, man, values we're the talking 90s, about? The 90s was a weird television era. but yeah. I did look anyway. it up. It was It is the longest running series on the WB. Seventh Heaven? 11 seasons. You know what? I'm shocked. I'm shocked to hear that the WB existed for 11 seasons. So, you know. <laughs> no, I don't wow. think that it, it merged to somebody else and came the CW. So you're right. That's right. The, the mm -hmm. WB had that frog. Remember it had that frog as the logo? Like it's like burr, 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 and like the top hat frog. I, I was never able to distinguish the difference between the WB and CW, to be honest. It seemed like a lot, it seemed like a lot of teen dramas and then a lot of superhero shows. And then mm -hmm. I think the superhero shows became teen dramas. Yeah. Like like Smallville just became like a teen drama set, at, you know, in the world of Superman, you know, mm -hmm. which, mm -hmm. you know, it was just a, a simpler time. I think for TV, yeah, you just accepted. Yeah, 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 exactly. All right. Uh, well, there's more of the feedback where that came from. You can go check out our replies at Relevant Podcast. Um, other people mentioned uh, Animaniacs, uh, Thirty Rock, which I don't think Thirty Rock fits in this category. I think Thirty Rock was fully aware of what they were doing at the time. Um, 
But anyway. Uh, okay, so it's time for this week's... Editorial question of the week. Okay, well, at the beginning of the show, we were talking about my Bucky's mug, my hot pink little tiny Bucky's coffee mug. Um, and it got, you know... We were and we were telling Jesse about the wonderful world of Bucky's. Uh, it got us talking about road trips, thinking about road trips. It's spring. It's getting into summer. You know, like I road trip last summer. Let's road trip again this summer. Let's do road trips. So we want to know your craziest road trip story. Maybe it's your favorite weird rest stop that you found, roadside attraction that you stumbled onto, biggest ball of yarn, the Precious Moments Museum in Missouri. Like something that you've done on a road trip that is just bizarre and funny. Tell us your story. Hit us up at Relevant Podcast on Twitter, and we will read our favorites on next week's show. It, to me, if there's a roadside attraction, we're stopping. You're stopping. I mean, you got to. I mean, it's it's, it's why it's, it's literally why it's there. Are you talking to, about like the big ball of yarn to, on the side of the road? Like yeah, the big ball of yarn. <laughs> or, or like if you're on the East Coast, when you go on the South Carolina, North Carolina border, there's a big south of the border. We talked about it after I got back from that road trip. Uh-huh. I took Cohen to south of the border. It is the most problematic place in the history of problematic places. It is it is a time warp. Like it should not exist. Even the billboard the billboards are just advertisements for like stereotypes of you know what I mean? Like it's bad. It, How it exists it is, is beyond me, yeah. especially in 2023. Yeah. But when we were there, nobody was there. So maybe it won't exist very much longer. Anyway, hit us yeah. up with your craziest, weirdest roadside road trip experiences. And uh, yeah, I like this. This will be fun. Well, before we wrap things up, I'm going to thank Josh Holiday for joining us today. Uh, make sure to check out Elevation Rhythm's new album. It's called This Is The Gospel. It's available wherever you get your music. Make sure to check out the spring issue of Relevant. Uh, we have a cover story with Michael B. Jordan talking about the very personal direction he took Creed 3. We talked to Colony House, Beth Moore, uh, the team behind Jesus Revolution, and a lot more. You can view it for free and read all the articles right there by clicking the magazine tab right there, relevantmagazine.com. Uh, if you want to get the beautifully designed enhanced edition, uh, subscribe to Relevant Plus. Uh, we do this enhanced magazine. We also give you an ad-free reading experience at relevantmagazine.com, ad-free podcasts, exclusive subscriber podcasts, and a lot more. You can find out all the information right there at the site and plans start at just $250 a month. It's the best way to experience our content. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron String. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Emily Brown. We will see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everyone. listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on facebook twitter and instagram for the latest for more great podcasts browse the shows on the relevant podcast network which you can find at our site and while you're there don't miss the all-new era of relevant magazine a new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com You're presuming that we all just know what Bucky's is. Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.